In Florida, the search continues for the missing following Hurricane Ian last week. In Cuba, also hit by the storm, one woman telling us, I just want people not to forget us. Has God forgotten us? But there's trouble elsewhere. Embattled Ukraine, which I haven't spoken about over the last several days because of the hurricane. Ukrainian forces continue to advance victory on victory as Russian troops are pushed back even more toward the original border more than six months ago. The stories continue to emerge of the lives lost and torture endured by civilians. One son with his mom and younger brother finally made it out. The son saying they finally found a way to flee after Russia started calling up Ukrainians as soldiers for a cause they don't want to embrace. May Christians never forget, God is faithful in all our times of turmoil. Our Savior Jesus will provide a way out so that you can endure it. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on Wednesday. And we're in a series this week called Comfort in the Storm. Some say it looks like a war zone. Others are saying it's worse than we're seeing on TV. Everyone agrees that those left in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian have had their lives changed forever. Even as electricity is still out for many, this means that several gas stations can't pump gas or ATM machines dispense cash. But there are many stories of hope coming out of the Sunshine State. And in a moment, we're going to hear from a Christian couple whose home was spared, and the Lord has been using them to bless their neighbors. But first, let's go to Cuba. Hurricane Ian blasted the western side of that country. We asked Zelma Vega to share what she sees, and what does she hear right now? The images that we've seen and the testimonies that we've heard um, are very uh, heartbreaking. We know that many, many families have lost, have lost everything they had. Um, they have lost their roofs and their beds are wet and they've lost everything. It's really heartbreaking. And if you see the image, if you see the images and the pictures, you know they didn't have many stuff. In Cuba, you live with the, you live with the basics. You tell your children, there's not enough chicken, there's not enough plantains, there's not enough milk. There's not enough anything. And there are farmers who, lo- who lost um, their harvest. Yeah. To think that um, this island, there are people who are going through that and then might be forgotten. They may be, they may be forgotten or eclipsed by other events like what happened in Miami. That's also devastating for me. People forget about you fast. I hope people won't forget them. It's probably my question to God. Have you forgotten the people of Cuba? I hope our brothers in other parts of the world get this, get this. These are hard times to live in Cuba. So I'm gonna pray my heart out. Zelma's testimony sounds like a modern psalm. She describes the suffering. She asks God why, but then she returns to him in prayer. I'd like to give you a way to remember Zelma and many others in Cuba. 
a way to help them right now in one of the country's greatest moments of need. Now, if you're listening in Florida, I want to encourage you to make an impact through your local church. But I'd like everyone else to pray about helping where the need is really great after the hurricane last week that went through western Cuba. Food is in short supply. The power grid is compromised. And the water, already bad, is compromised even more. Visit our website and help provide safe water. Water systems installed in local churches where the need is great. Safe water comes with a generator. But the systems are only installed in churches who commit to sharing living water, found only in Jesus Christ. Every $50 you send provides a family of five safe drinking water for a year. An entire water system is $7,500. Call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can give online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Let us know how much you're sending for safe water and then our daily Spanish program and gospel ministry into Cuba. And now let's open the program with indelible grace. Blow the storms of life are breaking Faceless fears are hearts are shaking For our souls
a song by Indelible Grace, Lo, the storms of life are brewing. How true that title is here in a haven today called Comfort in the Storm. I'm Charles Morris. Let's return now to Southwest Florida. I want us to meet a couple who live just outside of hard-hit Fort Myers. Andy and Priscilla Allard, welcome to Haven Today for the first time. Hello, Charles. Great to be here. Hey, Charles. Why don't you guys just share with us a bit about what it was like to go through this massive storm? We uh, we had lots of warning when we moved here to Florida. We didn't really know what to expect, except we, we knew they had hurricanes and we didn't want to be without power. So... We it was one of our first purchases was a was a was a generator, but the storm itself was nine solid hours. There was no eye that passed over us, um, so it was nine hours of uh, wind. That it, the the wind, whatever, broke at 150 miles an hour. So we have no idea what the winds really were. Wow, and so. Uh- couple hours of that was the hurricane force winds. And then the last part was tropical storm winds. It seemed to slow down after it hit land. And they kept saying, oh, it'll be over in a couple hours. It'll be over. And it just went on and on and on. How has the Lord been using you in your neighborhood to help people in the name of Jesus? Well, what an opportunity. I mean, we're 65. So we're like, oh, God can still use us. That is so, that, that you just, that's so awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have, we have great health and we, and we, our property survived and we are one of very few in this area because there was no electricity. The gas stations couldn't pump gas. And then, um, you know, panic came in and just lines were miles long when they saw a gas station, even some that weren't even open. And and so we put out a bulletin to our neighbors and to uh, the church that we go to and said, we're here. We have a we can pick up anybody anywhere mm-hmm. and um, use us. And so it was that right, because we were still able to charge the car because of the generator. We, power. we start early in the morning and we don't know where the day is going to lead us, but we come home at night and crash <laughs> and then we go back out. Uh, we've been able to take. Uh, because of an electric car, we've been able to help people that are stranded or, you know, the elderly that need to get to a doctor and or the to store. the doctor. So God has really, really provided well for us to be able to do that. And it is it's so wonderful to be able to to be in that position where you can help others. Right. And we have a uh, a large back patio uh, where the providentially this the wind did not take our pool screen like a lot of our neighbors. And so we've been able to host. All the dinners uh, for the neighbors because we have a, a gas barbecue, and so people bring their food and we share a meal. Um, the kids swim in the pool. It's yeah, and it, kids are unfazed. Yeah, just the simplicity of of giving thanks for the food before a meal when we don't know what the spiritual state of our neighbors is 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 quite um, touching. Finally, one last question: Can one of you share how the Lord has ministered to you over this last week? Well, I've got one. Uh, my son and family don't really walk with the Lord. And we talked about uh, the joy. You know, how do you, how do you, I, I asked him if he was finding the joy. That's the, that's the hard thing. But we had a discussion on the joy of the Lord doesn't always mean you have to be happy. Hmm. 
this is there's nothing to be happy about in a lot of these situations. Uh, so, but inner contentment and the joy of the Lord and being well with your soul uh, has just come up a few times in conversation with uh, with him and other uh, relatives that I've been able to talk to. So that that's been nice for me to remind myself that it's okay to not be jumping for joy and happy, but it's it's good to be content. And we don't take our health for granted. God has given us great energy um, for this this time and great health, and, and we're, it's wonderful to be able to use that. Just waiting for what's next. Andy and Priscilla Allard, just outside Fort Myers, Florida. It's been a joy to chat with you both, and thanks for joining us here on Haven Today. I appreciate the opportunity, Charles, to share what's going on here in Southwest Florida. Thank you very much. It's Wednesday. We're in this series on the program called Comfort in the Storm. I want us to look together at a powerful passage in the Old Testament. So powerful, because it shows just how incredibly powerful, wise, and sovereign the Lord is over this earth that he created. You know, we often ask in the face of natural disasters, what's the Lord doing and why? How could he do this or allow this? Or some who mean well try to take the blame off God's shoulders by thinking that it's out of his hands. According to Job 37, they would be wrong. It's a long chapter, so I won't read the entire chapter with you. We'll look at some key verses along the way that relate to storms and God's sovereign control, because it's what so many are wrestling with right now. Verses 14 to 16 stops us in our tracks, just like they did Job. The Lord says, listen to this. Job, stop and consider God's wonders. Do you know how God controls the clouds and makes his lightning flash? Do you know how the clouds hang poised, those wonders of him who has perfect knowledge? It's breathtaking, isn't it? We should stop and consider this. Consider verses 5 and 6. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. He says to the snow, Fall on the earth, and to the rain, shower, be a mighty downpour. And verses 11 and 12, he loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. Is there any question that God is truly in control over the wind, the weather, and the storms? I find that breathtaking. But if you're someone who's been in the wake of a hurricane that just passed through, like Ian or Fiona before it, maybe it's more troubling than anything. Maybe you know Job thirty-seven thirteen, and you don't know what to make of it. He brings the clouds to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. Is God punishing people? Where is his love? But that's what makes this passage so helpful because of who the Lord is speaking to. He's talking to Job, his faithful servant. He is called blameless and upright. And though he's not hunkering down in a hurricane, he may as well have been. He lost his children. He lost the spiritual support of his wife. He lost all of his belongings, and he was among the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest man in the East at the time. His skin became plagued with boils. And he was crying out to God for answers. 
Now, if you've read the story of Job, you know what's going on behind the scenes. There is more to all of this than meets the eye. There always is. And that's something we need to understand as we learn to trust the Lord and survive in our storms. This was Job being tested at the devil's behest and only to the point that the Lord allowed. But poor Job didn't see behind the scenes, and neither can we in a hurricane or any other catastrophe. But we do know that we serve the Lord over the storm. We know that the lightning only goes where he wills, and the waves only crash at his choosing. We need to stop and consider like Job. God does mighty, even fearsome things beyond our understanding. We don't have perfect knowledge, but the Lord does. In Job 40, verse 4, he realizes how outmatched he is in this debate about the ways of the Lord. So he cried out, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. The Lord has more to tell Job. In fact, two more chapters of evidence that God is powerful, all-wise, and in control. And then in chapter 42, Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. God has purposes and plans that are too powerful for us to know. But the most wonderful plan that we do know and rest wholly on is the love of Jesus and the redemption that we find in him. He's the creator, but he's also the sustainer and the deliverer in whom we trust through life's most terrible storms. I want to lead us in prayer right now, in the spirit of Job's reply, knowing we don't know all the Lord's plans, but knowing that we trust in him. Father in heaven, all-powerful creator, Lord over every storm, so often we question and we doubt, but we still trust in you. Comfort us today with your perfect knowledge, your wise control, and may we learn to just wait on you in the midst of storms that we can't possibly understand. You have your purposes, and they are too wonderful for us to know and fully comprehend. The greatest purpose has been done. Our Savior Jesus has conquered. We know that, Lord. And we long for the day when Christ returns to make all things new. And in the name of Jesus, we pray right now. Amen. There is strength within the sorrow. There is beauty in our tears. And you meet us in our mourning With a love that cast out fear You are working in our waiting You're sanctifying us When beyond our understanding You're teaching us to trust Your plans are still to prosper You have not forgotten us You're with us in the future 
Singing of God's sovereignty, sovereign over us, Michael W. Smith on Haven Today. Over the past few days, I've been urging Christians in Florida to pray about how you can help, especially through your local church. God will show you ways to help. And for the rest of us, I'd like to suggest again that you help following the storms passing through Cuba. Safe water is hard to come by. I'll be there next week. And I know firsthand the need to fill my water bottle each day from a safe water system. We're raising funds for safe water systems through local churches, each an evangelical, Bible-believing church becoming a hub for clean water to drink, but also committed to sharing living water in Jesus Christ. Every $50 you send provides water to drink for a family of five for a year. $7,500 provides an entire water system with a standby generator. Call us right now and tell us how much you're sending for safe water and then how much you'd like to send to our Spanish program, El Fado, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ every day across the entire island nation. Our number to call is 865-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN. Or make your gift and send help by visiting haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We all want it. Peace. Peace between nations. Peace in families. Sometimes we even lack peace in our churches. But is there any hope that all of the conflict and rivalry will ever end? Will peace ever become the norm? Yes, because of what God promises to do. Isaiah chapter 2 begins like this. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It'll be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. That's our hope. All the international peace conferences and the friendship seminars will never lead to this. Only the Lord can change hearts. He promises that his people will dwell on a new earth and there will then be everlasting peace. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit getanchor.com.